If you've been listening to Cold Weather Bats over the last two seasons, then you know about Prospect Center. If you're a baseball player trying to get better, this is the spot for you. Located in Clinton Township off of Hall Road, Prospect Center is a training facility specific to baseball that is available to all levels of ball players and teams. Their mission is to help develop baseball players into not only great teammates, but great players, along with preparing them to be ready for whichever level they are striving to get to, whether that's high school baseball, college baseball, and even the pros. Owners Nick Capaferi and Mike Rice are former summer ball teammates and former college baseball players, and they've developed a program based on your needs and their past experiences. Mike the director of baseball operations, is the current head coach at Cardinal Mooney High School. They're currently on a run of back-to-back regional championships with one state finals appearance in 2021. On top of that, Mike Rice also coaches in the USPBL, a professional baseball organization in Utica, Michigan that plays at Jimmy John's Field. Prospect Center's sole goal is to help their Detroit Prospects travel program get to the next level. They have a ton of relationships with college programs and a very high success rate of getting those players into college programs. If you have any questions or needs regarding Prospect Center, shoot Mike Rice a DM on Twitter at Mike Rice 02. Again, that is Prospect Center in Clinton Township. Alright, welcome in to another episode of Cold Weather Bats. Brandon Justice, Brian Sikowski, Luge, it's May. We are a month away from playoffs. But actually, we're less than a month away from playoffs because yeah. you're going to have districts happening. I think on the 26th is like the opening day of playoffs. And uh, we are, unfortunately, I guess, hitting the halfway point of the season. I mean, I guess it's exciting, but it is also sort of depressing. We're past the halfway point, entering that 75th percentile of the 2023 baseball season. And it's been uh, it's been an interesting one because, like, there's no definitives yet. There, there's there's a lot of teams that are uh, equal. And so we'll be talking about that today with the updated Super 25. Uh, Brian, talk about our interview today and what we have coming there. Something interesting as well. And, uh, you know, talk a little bit about what, what you've been up to and your side of the world. Yeah, now that we're able to uh, record on a more standard basis week to week, it was we needed to start interviewing more guys. And given that... Uh, you know, not to bury the lead on the Super 25 too much, but St. Mary's is number one, Northville's number two. They play tomorrow, which means you'll be hearing about this. They play today, this evening, this afternoon. It's at Northville. It's one versus two. The streak is on the line. I, I think that streak is at 84 games. I could be wrong on that, but I believe it's at 84. Joey Broughton is getting the ball for Northville tomorrow against St. Mary's. So we had him on the show, uh, talked to him for about 10 minutes, just kind of talked about his path. Uh, what he does well, what he's going to get better at, so on and so forth. But it was definitely it. We wanted to start getting players on again and to interview them, and this one just made perfect sense given the uh, the, the weight that tomorrow's matchup carries uh, from our purposes and, and elsewhere. I know it doesn't really necessarily do anything to either team in terms of like their goals for the season, but it is still a monumental matchup. Um, so, yeah, we talked to Joy Broughton. Uh, excited for you guys to hear that. Uh, we'll do that right before we jump into the super 25 which brandon let me tell you was wild to put together this week yeah i mean a lot of movement we haven't seen this much movement in may i don't think ever in our three seasons of making super 25s and you know ranking the teams in michigan but one thing to keep note of is that uh this is probably the most fluid year i would say by far in the three seasons like there's no clear-cut top 10 the top 10 is really there's a clear-cut top five i think 
Yeah. But the top 10 has been really interchangeable and things are moving around quite a bit. So it's been interesting to follow, but it's kind of like the first year where Brother Rice and St. Mary's have like a friend in of uh, in that of Northville mm-hmm. who you've been talking about. And, and we'll talk someone about else who we'll talk about too, but yeah. <laughs> right. Five teams that are four, well, four, five, I'd say five, four five teams five, that are yeah. four or five teams that are really uh, each pulling the weight here in Michigan. It's not just Mary's. It's not just Rice. It's, it's four or five teams. And then we get to see two of them play, as we've mentioned. So, um, gosh, well, what have you been up to, Brian? I mean, talk about it. what's 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 the scout life been like? And also the almost married life for yeah. those at home. I mean, we won't dive too much into the Brian Skowski memoir tonight. But, I mean, what's it, what's you been up to? Save the dates have gone out. so uh, Received. If you're received on the list, and on the fridge. Received and on the fridge. If you're on the list, feel special. Um, if you're not, too bad. Too bad. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, man, scout life's been busy. I've been on the road per usual. I'm actually going to take a little bit of a step back from that this week. Um, just need to – I am behind on reports. Um I got sick again, kind of. You can kind of hear it in my voice. Not badly, but, like, when I do those two or three weeks of nonstop, like, it just – I always end up sick because I don't know when to stop working. And why, why, boo-hoo, I watch baseball for a living. The the point is, taking a little bit of a step back this week, I got a couple more local games on the the ledger, but not going to be hitting the road in earnest for a week or so. Again, just needed to. But was back up in Michigan again. Um saw about a game and a half of Rochester Adams and uh, Notre Dame prep last week, uh, Thursday night, whenever that was just, uh, you know, some interesting players there at Pico did some things. Well, um, struggled with some other things. Bino waters is huge. Um, like, you know, super physical left-handed hitter. Uh, the, the freshman from Notre Dame prep Roa, he's interesting. Drake Roa something to watch for the next few years a 2026 kid good athlete anyways saw, saw those games was in town to chase college uh went and saw damn three innings of Wright state at oakland because uh, Wright state starter in that game was is going to be a draft guy this year went to check him out oakland's new turf on their field is gorgeous i've always been yeah, like great. that campus out there too like it's very um you know, I, city vibes. Like, I don't know what to say. It's like a, like the perfect suburban university like, is the vibe. Um, but anyways, like, you know, they ended up winning one of the three this weekend. They're still on the uptick, whatever it was. But I headed over to Ann Arbor, caught them against Oklahoma State. Weather kind of screwed me Friday, but it was a long day Saturday, whatever. Saw uh, Michigan lose to Oklahoma State five to three in what was a pretty good game. Um, got to see some friends. Saw Joe Mooney and Mike Schubart. So shouts out to both of them. Uh, shouts out most especially to Jack Mooney, the eldest Mooney son, also a former St. Mary's baseball player. He graduated from Michigan last weekend. So congrats to Jack. Uh, I told him long ago I would vote for him for president, but it seems as though he's going to pursue. Um, you know, smart ventures instead. <laughs> so, you know, whatever, either way, congrats to Jack was happy to see some friends, saw some baseball, love Ann Arbor home. Now talking high school baseball, man, it's uh, the dream, you know, whatever it's, it's been fun. It's always fun. The spring is always fun, but now that we've crossed into may, my eyes turn towards the summer and wow, 
a lot to gear up for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your summers are a bit busier than the, uh, the average humans. I would say most people are ready to hang out come summertime. Uh, but Brian Sikowski is ready to tune up. Well, I wouldn't I, say maybe not ready. Yeah. Maybe ready is not the right word. Yeah, ready is not right. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I've been at games, you know, like that's, that's my job. Like I've been traveling around <laughs> watching baseball, but like it's, it's different when it's like 17 consecutive days of travel ball all day. You know, it's, it's different. It's a, it's a grind, but uh, we enjoy it. So I'm going to be gearing up for that, of course, but most importantly, Brandon, we have another month and a half of high school baseball here in the state. Um, things are starting to separate, blah, 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 blah. We'll talk about that. Uh, Brandon, give us the, uh, the red devs update before we take it into a little bit of a break here. The Red Devs are getting better. We are four and nine at this point in time, two and three in the conference. Things could be worse. Um, you know, we're getting better at the little things. I mean, at this here's the thing, like you are establishing a system and you have to kind of rope the boys together and understand that uh, the wins game to game aren't necessarily the wins. And that's easy to say when you're losing more than you're winning and and all that. However, when you're actually being in, intentional with that, I think it carries some weight. And so, yeah. So anyway, we we beat Garden City seven to four or six. I think it was six to four uh, last week. We uh, lost to Riverview six to nothing, and lost. He got beat up pretty good by Huron twelve nothing. Uh, you guys heard in the last show, or we were facing Muzzy that day, and Muzzy was great. He actually had a no hitter with a three two count and two outs in the seventh, and uh, infield single for the Devs broke it up. So. Sorry, but not sorry, I suppose, Mr. Muzzy. Um, but he was great that day. You know, the hammer was as excellent as advertised, and he was throwing, you know, he was doing all the things we expect him to do, to be quite honest. Um, and Riverview's got a really good righty whose name I can't pronounce, Shane. Do you know? I don't know. Shane McClendale, McClendale? I don't know. I'll look it up at some point during the show and make sure I drop it. But he was awesome against us. It was like he had 48 pitches through seven. We lost that game 6-0 um, and then had an opportunity to play Garden City and got to see Ethan Armstrong, who was just – was not on the mound. I mean, he was fantastic at shortstop. Uh, dude, he was like throwing it like 90-plus across the diamond as a freshman, which was uh, a sight to see, I would say. Not that I had a gun, but that's just my – you know, it, it looked like if it's not there now, it's going to be. Um, but we were down 3 nothing in that game in the middle innings, and we were able to come back, and we won that one 6-4, to four, and – uh, it was awesome. Good for the boys to to get that feeling again and to see, you know, you got when you're a coach and you have a system and, you know, it's going to take a couple of years for maybe, maybe not a couple of years, but it's going to take a little bit until it comes to fruition. You're kind of like in this, I wouldn't say salesman, but you're in this role where you have to get those guys to believe in it. So it is kind of a sales thing in, in a way. So when your wins are uh, because of that, it's an easier way to tell them like, hey, like we're winning baseball games because we're doing X, Y and Z. And uh, I would love to talk about what we do, but that would probably be uh, unbeneficial to the goal the month to go here. So just know we're aggressive. Everybody knows that. We're not afraid to talk about that. And uh, it's going to take time to uh, get to a point where that aggressiveness is, uh, you know, what we want it to be. But at this point in time, we've got 67 bags and – 13 games and you know in the games we've won we've averaged 10 plus stolen bases in the games we've lost we've been shut out and so it's a tale of two tapes there it's 
you know, you see, you see, uh, God, what's his like the seller from Milan, Muzzy, uh, you know, the kid from Riverview all in a row. And you're like, whoa, those guys are good. And then you get, you know, come back down to earth a little bit and get to play baseball again. I get some guys who aren't aces because, you know, we've got three kids in our team who've played travel ball. We've got a bunch of young guys who are just getting used to this. So it's awesome to see them and they relish it all. And that's really all I could ask for as a coach. So we're having a blast getting better. And, you know, the devs are doing great. Uh, we got our district draw. We will play the winner of Summit and Riverview on uh, June 2nd at 10 a.m. at Trenton High School. So back to the alma mater for the playoffs. If we're lucky enough to be victorious in that game, we would play the winner of Trenton and uh, Romulus in the final at 3 o'clock that day. So that's where the devs are at. That's the devs update. And for the uh, weekly housekeeping notes, please remember to follow us on social media at Cold Weather Bats. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Please remember to like, rate, and review the show. I know we ask every week, but it is important. It does help us with views. That's what we're here for. Um, not what we're here for, but it's nice. It's a nice added benefit. That's all. Uh, Brandon, let's take it into a quick little, maybe not commercial, but maybe musical break. Uh, when we take you into our interview with uh, Northville lefty Joey Broughton. We'll be right back. John Hackett is a longtime assistant baseball coach at Gross Point South High School. But above all else, John Hackett is an amazing, genuine, caring human being. So it's no surprise that he leads the charge for Hackett Home Care, which delivers exceptional home care services to fit a wide range of needs. If you or a loved one is growing increasingly dependent on others with everyday activities, Hackett Home Care can help regain and restore your quality of life. Whether it's in your home, assisted living facility, or in the hospital, their caregivers will come to you to provide you with the most compassionate care possible. Specializing in things like Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, traumatic brain injury, and catastrophic injury care, Hackett Home Care's caregivers will give you medication reminders, meal preparation, light housekeeping, fall prevention, and the best part is they're around up to 24 hours a day. Guys, when I tell you that John Hackett will do the job, I mean that he cares. And you can give him a call and find out why I'm speaking the truth at 313-319-8050. Or you can shoot him an email at coachhack19 at yahoo.com. That's coachhack192hs at yahoo.com. Or give him a call today at 313-319-8050. Welcome into our interview section on this week's episode of Cold Weather Bats. We are joined by Joey Broughton, left-handed pitcher, 2024, Northville High School's own. He's committed to Pittsburgh, a guy with big stuff, big upside as a left-handed arm. Joey, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Really looking forward to it. We are on the eve here, Monday night, May 1st. You'll hear this Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday morning at some point. On that day, Tuesday, our number one, St. Mary's, against our number two, Northville. Streaks on the line. I don't even know what it's at. <laughs> four, something like that. Whatever it is. Streaks on the line with St. Mary's. Northville is the number two team in the state, literally only because St. Mary's exists. <laughs> You're going to get the ball. At least that's the plan. Yep. What's going through your head right now, man? You know, obviously, like, tons of respect to their program. They've built, like, a winning culture. But, like, I'm ready, ready to go out there, ready to compete, give them all we got. I think we got a really scrappy group that's – I feel like we got a shot. 
and we're all really excited to get the opportunity to just play against them. And it's we're we're gonna battle. It's gonna be a battle. So, I mean, coming into this game, I mean, there's obviously a storyline and there's an elephant in the room and all of that. Yeah. Uh, but for you guys and for your program, what has been the conversation or has there been a conversation centered around this game? Because I think most successful programs like Northville are really hyper-focused on the league and, you know, they stay yeah. centered and understanding that the importance of the league and the importance of the postseason and how non-league games are – you know, mostly opportunities to get better for those moments. But this game feels a little bit different. So what has the conversation been internally kind of about this without, you know, shedding too much like, so we don't want to give away yeah. any secrets, of course. So we've like really just been focused on the league games. Like we're looking at this, just go out and compete, show we've got, show that we're a team that's a real contender. Um, the kids in the team have obviously been really excited about it. We know a bunch of kids on their team. They're great players, great kids, and we're just ready to go compete. All right, let's take it back a ways. We talked about St. Mary's. I'm sure we'll we'll come back around to that at some point. But take us back, Joey. Like I, you know, this is it's kind of my job to know the players in the state. Mm-hmm. So like I, I'm generally priding myself on doing that. You're a guy I didn't know about until a year ago. You weren't <laughs> on my radar, and yeah. I don't mean that as any sort of insult. It was just I didn't know that there was a lefty at Northville <laughs> who with you know, but good body. He's going to be a D one guy. Blah 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 blah. So. Can you kind of talk me through – we're going to reverse engineer your career here. Can you kind of talk me through what steps it was, like kind of your progression from, okay, I'm entering high school to, okay, now I'm a D1 guy. Like what was that like? So freshman year, I was was a twig. I was on no one's radar. I was just like a kid going out there playing baseball, having fun. And then over the, the summer going into sophomore year, I really dedicated myself to nutrition, weight room, like training, 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 getting on like a specific program. And that really helped me to become the player I am today. Um, the The weight really helped me, really get, got me to gain VLO, stuff like that. My spin rate has gone up on all my stuff. I've been really working hard with my pitching coach, uh, Greg Lukanen at DBAT. Mm-hmm. He's a really great guy, really d- developed me as a person and a pitcher. Shout what do you Greg think? Greg former Eaglet, by the way. Former <laughs> <laughs> how much pride do uh, former Eagles have i wonder man it's a conversation for another day right but, i don't know uh, i'm not one I- right <laughs> no by, by default in a way uh so i mean what what does it take to take a leap like you t- i mean it's a it's rare to take that kind of leap but what do you think was if you had to i mean I'm, i think it's probably a culmination of many things but if there's anything that maybe you learn from a knowledge-based perspective or something you unlocked physically that has been the biggest separator for you to take that leap from who you were, like you said, a freshman who's a twig to the guy you've become now and maybe even the guy you'll be uh, later on in your career as well. So the big thing for me was making a plan and staying dedicated. I feel like I got on my plan. I stuck to it. I really believed in myself that I could become a great player and a great person. And I feel like just sticking to a plan and like truly believing that, I was great and I had potential really like really helped me. So take us through the recruiting process for you. Um, You know, obviously you're committed to Pittsburgh, ACC school, sneaky close to Michigan. People don't realize that sneaky (laughs) close to Detroit. Uh, And I say that as a positive thing, Yeah, but 
Um, take, take us through that. Like that's a school that has tried and tried. They've wanted to get into the state of Michigan recruiting wise for a number of years. You are one of the first, I know they got a lefty a couple of years ago as well, but you are one of the first guys who's, who's making that jump from high school to there. What was it about bid for you? So the coaches there, they're just, they're great people. Coach Bell, coach Merck, coach McGehee. They're all just great people. They look like they really care for the kids, care about development. It's not just about winning. It's about building a culture over there. And they just seem to know what they're talking about. And they really, like, made it feel like Pittsburgh is going to be a great home for me. And they really made me feel welcome. If you had to give some advice to somebody that's in a similar spot to you where they are understanding what they're capable of but haven't quite reached that peak yet, so kind of, like, taking us back to maybe, like, your freshman, sophomore-ish type of year, what's the one piece of advice you might give them, not for the – the weight room or anything physically but just in the recruiting process because i feel like that's something kids struggle with a lot is knowing when and where to do what with the recruiting process and you know what worked for you and how did it work if you had to give any advice to them what would you give i mean i would just go with your gut like if the coach if you really believe the coaches are like good for you and good people i would i would go for it like if the coaches really seem to care about you as a person not just like just as a baseball player but like you and your well-being and stuff like that I feel like that would obviously be a great fit for you. And don't rush anything would be another piece of advice. Like if you get it, get an offer, you could take your time, you know, you got time. Even if they tell you that you don't, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got time. I think, I think so uh, what does uh, knows a little thing about that. Yeah. Oh man. The it's, that's the, you have time. Like uh, it's, uh, anyways, it takes me back to my biggest recruiting tip, which is be really good at the sport. <laughs> um, I think that's helpful. But anyways, I, <laughs> not to get off on that tangent again, Brandon, we've done that nine or 10 times already, but uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. What, some dude shows up to the ballpark. He's never seen you pitch before. He's sitting behind the home behind home plate. What does a stuff? Nobody can beat me today. Joey Broughton look like on the mound right now. So I really – I love to get ahead in the count. I really battle, go at him first pitch, challenge him, make him hit me. And, like, I really like to utilize my curveball and change up when counts on my head, bury curveballs, throw curveballs curve balls for strikes. I like painting inside, outside corners with fastballs. I just go at hitters. And is there anybody that you might, like, model your approach after? Any guys that you've looked up to maybe in the pros or maybe even guys in, you know, college ball or what have you that you might model your game after or study a lot? Uh, one guy I've been looking at is Spencer Strider. I think he's a great role model. He has a great, like, regimens for lifting, warming up, stuff like that. He seems to know a lot about pitching, like the art of it. So I think he's a great guy to, great guy to look after. Talk yeah, about a guy like Strider. You have quads man. like him or what? Quadzilla. <laughs> he uh that guy was I, I saw that guy in high school he was like one of the only dudes who threw 96 in jupiter back when that was like nobody did that you know mm-hmm. uh back when it wasn't everybody throws 96 apparently but um it wasn't like a prospect yet it was just kind of this small guy who threw hard and then even at Clemson, he was mostly kind of just this small guy who threw hard. And yeah. then he, you talk about his understanding of, of like the art of the game and the science of the game all melded into one. I just read the story today. The guy reverse engineered Jacob deGrom's fastball. And that's like, that's yeah. the fastball he throws now, you know, from the data, from video, from what have you, different grips and that like managed to recreate deGrom's fastball metrically. 
and that's what he throws and that's all he needs basically um but yeah anyway interesting story and that's a good role model too like a guy who is not just waiting for a coach to tell him what to do but is going out and, and doing research for himself and trying to find ways to improve himself and i think that's something that uh on the show we've kind of mentioned this before but I mean, Joey, how for you, how important has it been to put the work in? Because guys talk about like, oh, I took 200 swings today or, oh, I, you know, I did this. I did that. I signed up for this program. But how important is it to, to study the game, to go watch things, to go be really visual and, and, and have a lot of intention when you're watching guys like Schreider, you know, whether it be them talk or throw or hit or whatever it may be. Uh, how important do you think it is for kids your age to get out there and study the game? So for me, it's just about getting like 1% better. Like if you watch a 20 minute clip on Strider, if you pick up one thing, you know, it's a benefit to you. And for like high school, like I like watching my hitters, seeing what they can hit like before on video, seeing what they can hit, knowing how to attack like the, the dudes on the other team, knowing what pitches they swing over, what pitches they'd swing through, stuff like that. He's doing his homework, folks. <laughs> And by folks, I mean, I think I'm talking to the St. Mary's hitters right now, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, but, yeah, Joey, thanks for hanging out with us, man. That was great. We appreciate learning all about you and, and uh, you spending a couple minutes with us tonight. St. Mary's Northfield tomorrow, Tuesday the 2nd. I yeah. believe it's at, at the Ville. Is that right? It is. And I think it might be on the prep as well. Uh, either way they were supposed to do last week's so yeah know but they, i think that i but, think they booked something else i don't know uh, okay either way that would have been cool but either yeah. way still really cool that's the game we're all going to be paying attention to tomorrow joey broughton northville high school ace lefty pittsburgh commit junior in the class of 2024 thanks for hanging out with us man thank you guys so much for having me and we're back uh joey came in we, uh, we kind of messed around a little bit on the time with him, so we appreciate him being amenable to that as we scrambled to record late at night. Um, but really good talk with him about who he is, who he expects to be, how he got there. Um, some really interesting and, and useful, I thought, advice to guys starting and or going through the recruiting process. You do have time, I promise. Uh, but either way, Shouts out to uh, to Joey and best of luck to him and Northfield tomorrow in that game against St. Mary's or tonight, I should say, rather. Uh, but anyways, Brandon, without further ado, and we're going to talk about the updated Goose Poop uh, computer rankings. Man, I'm going to I am 33 whole years old and I, I got to stifle a giggle when I say Goose Poop out loud. Um, 33 and, and, and a half. But but anyways, 33 and a half. Don't forget the half coach. <laughs> but but anyways, point being, um, we're going to talk about the goose poop computer rankings as well. But we're going to talk about our Super 25 first, Brandon. Let's jump right into that. Uh, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, tons of movement this week. Some of it massive movement. Some teams went from the top 10 to I don't even want to talk about them. And some teams <laughs> went from. Uh, the Super 25 into the top 10. Er, excuse me, went from the also considered into the top 10. It was a wild week. That's what happens with this stuff. And I'll tell you why. As a man who does this, builds lists and keeps track of records and blah, 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 blah. I've been doing it for years with Juco baseball. Um, when the teams ranked like 7 through 20 all have equally kind of, not equally, but they all don't have great weeks. 
it makes for a real mess of ranking. Because, like, how do you drop this one school who lost three times this many spots, but this other school who lost three times only these spots? And some of that strength of schedule, and we look at matchups in one versus ones, and, and there's influence uh, that that influence is present in this. But that makes for a really wild week when it's just like, okay, well, this team we didn't have ranked is now 15 and two. Guess what? You're number six in the country, in the state. Excuse me. But, anyways. It's a wild and wacky Super 25 this week, and, and I, I, that's what it's here for. Um, so without further ado, Brandon, would you like to talk us through the also considered please? I have found that I have a timeshare in the also considered section this year uh, in announcing it, so I would love to uh, – I would love to keep that tradition going and announce it. So uh, in the also considered section this week, we've got Allen Park. Uh, they are a mainstay there for another week. Uh, they split with, what is it? They split with uh, Plymouth, Kent, and Salem. Yeah. Yeah. Got that right? Whatever that okay, triple so. school is. Yeah. Triple school. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, they beat Trenton, which was a big win for reasons you will find out about later in the Super 25. Uh, also in the also considered section, and these are in no order, uh, is Goodrich. Goodrich, another Super 25 team that's been here for a while. And again, staying and also receiving votes are also considered whatever we'd like to call it uh, from a week ago. They are 13 and four overall. Took two or three from Brandon. Uh, not your boy. It's the school. Uh, Portage Northern is in also considered as well. Uh, they drop out here from uh, – that, that's a dropout, right? I had, yes. I had such a hard time reading these sheets. I'm so sorry for the folks at home. They went one and three last week, uh, 12 and six and one, lost two to four till the Eastern and split with Stevensville Lakeshore. That's a hell of a tough week for a team out west. Uh, and then we've got Jenison. Uh, and uh, falling from the top 25 after a one and two week, losing two or three to Hudsonville, who's, uh, you know, played a tough schedule as well out there. They're 10 and five overall. Uh, and then lastly, in the also considered section is Novi, who is probably one of the stronger teams we've had in this section to date, I would say, in the last three years. They yeah. just played a really, really difficult schedule, went four and one last week, but they are 12 and five overall. Lost in Northville on uh, Monday night. And again, they're just A, playing in a tough league and B, as a byproduct, playing a tough schedule. But they're a team to certainly keep an eye on. They're like an any, come playoff time, they're like an any given day type of team, not for, yeah. uh, you know, just purely motivational reasons. I mean, they have dudes, I mean, on the mound, in the field. So uh, that is it for also receiving votes. They're yeah, usually, there, whichever we'd like to call it. Right. It depends on the week. Um, Usually we don't have the super 20 or the, excuse me, the, the also considered section ranked, but like, I would like to say that Novi is number 26 this week. Um, they were just the one school that I was trying to find a spot for and just couldn't quite get there yet, but they are number 26. Um, a couple of schools that we do not have ranked this week, either in the super 25 or also considered that I did want to touch on just a few of them. Uh, Madawan out West is starting to string together some big wins. They're only eight and three. Uh, we need to get some more games under their belt, but they do have some big wins and are notable. Our eyes are on them. They beat Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, Sterling Heights Stevenson is another one of these schools not ranked this week, but they're on the watch list. Howell is another one. Um, they just, those schools in that area, man, they just keep beating each other up. And yeah. we'll, talk, we'll talk about it, but Brighton, Heartland, Howell, like all those schools, they just keep brutalizing each other. Uh, Zealand West 
is one of the two Zealands that we'll talk about today. But Zealand West, uh, not the one ranked. The other one is. But uh, another school who's off to a good start. They had a really, really loud week. Uh, strung a bunch Have of they played yet? I don't think so. I don't. There should be there should be a a day where Zealand West and East play each other. Forest Hills East and Northern play There's each like other. Nine Forest Point North and Gross Point South play each other. Um, and Grand Rapids Christian has to play um, one of the schools out there as well. St. Mary's, sure. Grand Rapids CC, whatever. West Catholic. Um, <laughs> But anyways, uh, Detroit Catholic Central down here as well. They are not ranked this week. They're 9-9, nine and nine, can't rank a 9-9 nine and nine team. This is kind of the end of the discussion. Um, Hudsonville as well here. They're a team that is very much on the watch list. Uh, they have been for a couple weeks now. But anyways, know that we see you, Hudsonville. As well as, Brandon, I talked about in the, int- or in the intro to this how a team from the top 10 fell all the way out. Looking at you, Monroe, uh, 0-3 in the past week. They got swept by Bedford. Uh, need to it, tough to drop all that way. I understand that um, it wasn't that way in first drafts of of the Super Twenty Five. But as it was like, okay, do I need to keep Monroe here, or should I put a school who's playing better in in the same spot with a similar record? Then it became more of a "What have you done for me lately?" thing. So Monroe, uh, everyone's aware that we're on Monroe. Think they have a lot of talent. Um, think they are a very good team, but can't get swept by a team that we don't have ranked. It's just that's why they're not ranked this week. But anyways, Brandon, if you don't mind, I'm just going to move right into the Super 25 now. Absolutely, da-da, Coach. Go for it. Music. Uh, number 25, Flint Powers Catholic. They're down a couple spots this week. Um, I believe they were 19th last week. They beat Mount Pleasant twice, but they lost to Grand Blank and tied with Grand Blank, and Grand Blank is not a ranked team this year. So uh, that's why the the stumble there. Number 24, Liggett, down a bunch of spots this week. They went one and three. Uh, They lost twice to Brother Rice. They split with De La Salle. They have Marys on tap this week. I think they still have to make up a game with with CC in which they are losing 6-0. Just, you know, uh, I think Liggett's rank is going to depend on the week. Uh, is it the week where they win games in the Catholic League or is it the week where they lose games in the Catholic League? And that's just how it's going to go. Uh, number 23 is Detroit Edison. Would love for one of Max Preps, the MHSAA, MLive, Game Changer, the old one, Game Changer, the new one. Would love for just any of those to have an updated schedule and record on there. But anyways, Detroit Edison at number 23. Number 22 is Brighton. They had an 0-2 week after we juiced them up last week. Uh, they lost to Heartland twice, and this is what I'm talking about, that league out there, man. Like that, that is What is that, Livingston County? It, you know, I don't want to speak incorrectly, but out, out in that I-96 alley all the way to Lansing, just – uh, just beat each other up, man. It's brutal. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, bright number, number 22, uh, excuse me, number 22, still like them, still think they're good, 12 and 5 now. And at number 21 is Freeland. They went 2 and 1 last week. They stand at 11 and 2 overall. Big old matchup this week with Garber. Uh, kind of a, I don't know if they're in the same district, but they're definitely in the same league uh, and don't like each other from what I understand. But anyways, big matchup this week with Garber uh, will determine a lot of things as far as how that league plays out. Am I coming in at 20 here? Coming in hot? Yeah, I'm coming in hot at 20. Uh, So at number 20, we've got New Boston. Huron 
talked about them at the lead of the show with what uh, Gavin Muzzy was able to do against us on the mound. Uh, but they're really deep. I mean, they got a lot of guys who can throw Chad. I mean, even on JV, I think they've got guys in the in the 80 mark. Uh, and, you know, those guys are coming up and getting them ready for playoff time. So uh, I think everyone can agree that the biggest separator in Michigan high school baseball, whether you want to agree with it or not, at the end of the day, it really is pitching. And that's something that Huron has that nobody else can really, in my opinion, touch uh, in these parts as far as the depth of it all. Uh, they... Let's see how they do last week. Two and one last week. Lost to Ken, BGI, and Jefferson. Ken's a non-league. Uh, don't value it a great amount. At 19, uh, we've got Heartland. Uh, Heartland is act, they actually, uh, while we're on the topic and it's on topic, here on beat Heartland earlier in the year in a non-league. Um, just for reference, while we're here, they went two and two last week. Beat Brighton twice, but lost twice to Brother Rice. That's quite the schedule. You beat yeah. Brighton twice, you're probably going to get credit for it. Tough uh, week. That's why yeah. we only drop them twice, uh, two spots. 18, we've got uh, Rochester Adams, and they dropped three spots. They went 2-1 and one last week. They're 7-5 and five overall. Strong wins to start the season. Haven't seen a whole lot of stuff that's convincing since then, um, but still enough to keep them here uh, in the rankings. Uh, at 17, we've got Wes Bloomfield, who was someone we were really high on uh, at one point when uh, – the reason that we were really high on Adams at one point was because they went in and took two or three from West Bloomfield earlier in the year, real early in the year. Uh, but West Bloomfield is, you know, staying put 16 and five, three and two last week before Sills Northern and Grand Blank, two big wins. However, lost two or three uh, from Clarkston, which really is uh, a, a surprise, I would say unequivocally a surprise. Uh, and then at 16, we've got Zealand East. We mentioned there would be another Zealand uh, and they just continue to rise. They are a team that has uh, told, us to keep an eye on them and given us reason to continue keeping those eyes on them and they shoot all the way up here uh to number 16 in our super 25 and how did they do last week coach four and one 16 and one overall so they took their first l uh to hudsonville who continues to be a team we keep an eye on but took three from holland and took one from goal lake that's a busy week five games in a week you win four or five you're we're not going to hurt you too much to be quite honest with you oh. 16 and one there. Uh, yeah, we just had to get him in. And that's another example of like when I got down into this part of the list and I was, you know, looking at stuff and it was like, all right, every team for like 12 spots went like three and two or two and two last week. So it wasn't like, you know, okay, well, these guys need to go up. These guys need to go up. And then Zealand East just, hey, there you go. They're number 16. Uh, they haven't necessarily had the strongest schedule yet, but 16 and one beat the teams in front of you. Uh, we'll see how it goes. They're in the rankings this week. So congrats to the chicks, I believe. And I think that I think Zealand West is like the ducks and Zealand East is the chicks or it's That's something like that. Probably the best mascot like, rivalry of all time. I hope yeah. there's like real live mascots there. And I don't mean like live animals. I just hope there's a costume yeah. for each. Like there's some kind of like tie there, you know? Um, but you know, like there's no such, there's no tie between the Norsemen and the blue devils, but, but right. chicks and ducks, like I get it. Uh, number 14, Carlton Airport. I will say this every time. Shouts out down river. But uh, up, a, up a bunch this week. Another reason of like another example of everyone lost a bunch. So the teams that didn't moved up. And so at Carlton Airport had a 2-0 and week. They're 14-1 and overall. Uh, really good the, team. The question I have in the, in, the, in the column next to them, the notes column I have in the sheet is, are they really good? Question mark. And I think that we're we're getting to the point where the playoffs obviously tell everyone anything, but 
they're 14 and one. They've kind of beaten anybody who's come in front of them. They played some good teams in one. They played bad teams in one. It's just, Hey, seems like they might be pretty good. Well, we talked about this off air quite a bit. I mean, you and I probably talked about this a lot, especially because uh, a little behind the scenes, like when I took the job at GI first time head coach, obviously I lean on Brian quite a bit for some, some baseball stuff. And one thing we talk about a lot is how important it is to have a system. And, you know, airport is one of those teams that, that has one and it's tried and true. And then they stick by it and they teach their kids it and their kids uh, become extremely disciplined with it. And, and it works really well. And it, it's hard to a defend and it's hard to be offensive against it. Um, and that's going to give them an opportunity to win a game against any team because of how well they execute the tasks. So uh, airport's a really good team. And moving on to number 13 is Mona shores out on the West side. They were in the, the, whatever they were, they were in the super 25. They were in the also considered. We dropped them last week. They responded with a three and O record. They're 13 and two, just kind of proving to be good. So, Hey, here you go. Number 13 in the, in, in the, uh, in the state. Number 12 is gross point South. They are up to a spot. I think one spot from last week, they went three and one. They split with Sterling Heights Stevenson. I believe they're going to have to make up that third game. They got washed by some weather last week. Um, had some other good wins. Romeo is coming up this week. Had a big win over Stevenson today in a game that took 12 or 14 innings or something ridiculous. Um, Shouts out to Cliff Grabowski. What did I see? Seven and a third scoreless relief or something like that. Um, Brent, is that right? Yeah, yeah, no, he won 7.2 uh, of scoreless relief against a really good lineup. And I mean, he apparently mixed up his arm slots too. Uh, for a guy that really doesn't have a whole lot of experience in the mountain through a little bit last year, but like, forget that notion. Like that's, I don't care who you are, how much you've thrown, how much you haven't thrown. Uh, he became a pitcher today if he wasn't already. And so shouts out to Cliff Grabowski, a guy who's, uh, definitely, uh, turned the, uh, turned the tide in becoming a leader of that team at gross point South. When I was there for one season in 2021, he was a sophomore who you could just kind of tell was eventually be, going to become the leader of that team. And he's really risen as one along with Chase Maisie and, and Wells Graham and Ben, uh, Ben, uh, Dimzalski and, you know, uh, hell of a game from cliff. So big shout out to him. Good amount of polls on the, uh, gross point south team from what i understand a lot of skis so shouts out to that um yeah they're at number 12 number 11 is lake orion they went two and one one two or three from stony creek they are number 11 just like they were last week kept them in the same spot 11 and three overall we're buying we're buying the drags the lake orion dragons if i'm not wrong but uh, they're back we're optimistic on them evan waters list don't matter Evan Waters is one of the few Michigan freshmen who is seeing a substantial amount of time at his Division One college. You know, like there's only a handful of guys every year who, as freshmen, jump right in and are big pieces. And Waters is that for CMU this year. He's been a, a key lefty for them. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's number eleven. That'll take us to the top ten. Brandon, please five through or ten through six. Well, at number ten, we've got Grand Rapids Christian, and you know they're. I mean, shoot, they're just doing they're doing the damn thing. They're doing what they what they've been doing for three strong seasons now. Uh, and how did they do last week? Great question. Three and two, not so great. They dropped to ten. Uh, still think that the grand scheme and the macro here for Grand Rapids Christian is going to end well. But they did have two or three taken from them from East Grand Rapids, and including a loss to Matawan, uh, did get a win over 
uh, Granville. So, uh, or I'm sorry, they took two of three from East Grand Rapids, lost one to Matawan, and then beat Granville. So I misspoke there. Uh, as you guys can tell at home, I have trouble with the sheets sometimes. Um, but Grand Rapids Christian is 11-2 and two overall, so their first two losses of the season. Um, a little bit concerning because Matawan is one of the better teams they'll play, and, and they lost that game. I'm not 100% sure on the details, who threw or what threw, you know, and all that. Uh, however, Grand Rapids Christian is still a strong team, but because of the loss, dropped from uh, probably their biggest drop of the season, definitely their biggest drop of the season, uh, from 6 to 10. Obviously, they would not have dropped having these those two being their only two losses of the year. So sometimes I should probably think about my analysis before I begin spitting it out, but the Super 25 tends to be a marathon. Uh, at number nine, we've got Bay City John Glenn, uh, continuing to be one of our favorites in D2, but they do drop two spots a busy week. Holy moly. They played eight games last week. Dude, <laughs> I don't even I don't even know if I would like take that seriously. They don't have game changer and they okay. they like kinda we gotta hit up Twitter. Jason Ball for he's the source. Yeah, I think they're sixteen and four. Like I know they didn't update their record online about the two games from Garber, but looking through other sources, it looks like they lost both. So I I I know they beat De- Dearborn or Detroit, excuse me, Dearborn Heights, Annapolis twice, and blah 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 blah. But I think sixteen and four is right, and I think they had like a six and two week, but they uh, um, they definitely lost twice. They definitely lost twice to Garber. Uh, they have Freeland coming up, and that's why they dropped a couple spots. But anyways, all the same, come playoff time, Sontag, Krejciak, and company will be tough to uh, tough to get through uh, in a one game setting. Uh, number eight, we've got Forest Hills Eastern. They are uh, twelve and two overall, three and one last week. Took two or three from Grand Rapids CC. They beat Portage Northern, and they are uh, they're in roll mode a little bit here. Uh, they are now where are they at? That's I mean, shoot, at twelve and two, starting to get real convincing. Um, and then at number seven, Algonac, who came down a beautiful downriver. Hope you enjoyed your stay. Uh, Fourteen and two overall. Did take their second loss of the season though to the Alma. Uh, Trenton Trojans, shout out to Coach Zalka, uh, and shout out to the MHSBCA, who I'm pretty sure we're supposed to shout out a lot more than we do. But uh, if you don't know, we are aligned with the MHSBCA in their poll, and our poll is on their website, and they feature their poll uh, as well. But the Trenton Trojans were able to beat Algonac, and I believe they won the uh, Bob Crescent Memorial Tournament. Algonac still very much so a strong team. Again, non-league, we don't value as strongly. The impact is is nowhere near the same uh, as a league game. Uh, Kastner and company are still certainly uh, one of the scariest, uh, I would say, power groups in the country or country i'm in brian sikowski mode saying country in the state uh 14 2 overall three and one last week uh at number six hello hey how are you it's rockford not ranked number six sometimes it happens brian you know way more about this one than i do i'm just gonna hand it off to you so you can break this one down for us because uh ultimately you were the one who came in and said hey we're gonna put rockford at six and here's why and i you know when brian sikowski tells me something about baseball i just say yes sir so basically what happened is like one through five all had really good weeks. Like the worst week in one through five was Lakeview went three and one. Um, and then when it came to number six, last week was Grand Rapids Christian. Well, they went three and two and lost to two unranked teams. Then it was basically John Glenn. They lost two games to an unranked team. Then, uh, you know, Algonac, but they lost Trenton. So we could move them up, but not a ton. And then Forest Hills Eastern. Um which we did move them up. And then Monroe at 10 was 0-3. They got swept by Bedford. So on and so on and so forth. The teams that you would then look to to bump them up to 6 or 7 
it wasn't there. No one had a big loud week like that. So I just was scrolling down the list and, and we had Rockford in the also receiving votes last week. We put them there after they'd uh, beat Hudsonville, I believe two out of three, they were only, what was it? Eight and two or something like that. No, not, you know, a good record, but nothing loud. And then had a five and a week. They play in Jenison this week. That's going to be a big test for them as Jenison was ranked last week and is still in the also considered this week. Um, but they're 15 and two. They've been playing extremely well recently. So I said, why not? And uh, anyways, that's why we have Rockford at six. Um, but yeah, big week this week with Jenison on tap. Can keep climbing if you if you win that series or sweep that series. But uh, as we've shown, you can fall real quickly in this. I, I don't have a problem doing it. Um, but anyways, moving on into the top tw- into the top five. Just the one change this week, and that's Battle Creek Lakeview is at five. They had a three and one week. They lost to Lakeshore. Uh, Ported Central coming up in what will be a pretty solid series. Battle Creek Lakeview is at number five at 18 and two overall. Number four is Brother Rice. They're up a spot this week. They're 16 and three. They are really good. We've been saying this. They are really good. Um, they, they had a couple whatever losses early. I, I know they lost to Mary's once the, this week. I think Saturday they're going to make up the tie game which is in the seventh with Mary's and then play two more and it's at Warrior Park got a big opportunity for them this week in the Catholic League and in the state and probably in the country um, anyways yeah 16 and 3 they're really good uh, Bay City Western stays at number 3 they're 16 and 0 Northville stays at number 2 they're 16 and 1 and Orchard Lake St. Mary's stays at number 1 they are 18 and 0 they got Northville this week they got Liggett this week they got Rice what amounts to three times this week Big week for the Eaglets. Streak on the line, though. I, I know we've talked about it, though. That's not like the focal point or anything. Um, but, yeah, I branded lots of movement this week in the Super 25. Lots to talk about, which we did. Just, hey, it, win your league games. You know, I, don't get blown out. Don't get swept by teams who aren't ranked. Like, I, I don't know. You know, the formula is just keep winning when it comes to the Super 25. There's no real, like, mystery behind it. But, um but, yeah, I, Brando, do you want to take us quickly into the Goose Poop computer rankings to see how they look up alongside the Super 25? Yes. So some things that align in the uh, in the rankings as well. First and foremost, I'd say before I even get into that, what's most notable is there's a new number one in the computer rankings, and that is Bay City Western. They take over with an 18.54 rating, 0.4 points above uh, that of St. Mary's, the Eaglets, are still up there at number two at 18.17. Behind them is Northville at number three. Uh, the Broncos are or must, is it Broncos, Mustangs. I always mix them up. Northville's the Mustangs, I think. Mustangs, yeah. okay. Mustangs. Well, at least I corrected myself. Hey, you know, small win. They're at 18.06, so they're really only, according to the computer rankings, 0.11 points worse than St. Mary's, allegedly. Uh, and then at number four, we have Brother Rice, who is a kind of the furthest separated. Those three teams at the top there are definitely like the closest together. And uh, they are at 16.75, uh, the Warriors. So they're a little bit uh, more separated than the other ones who are all within that 18.0 to 18.5 range. Uh, Grand Rapids Christian is still there at five. Uh, Jenison is all the way up to uh, eight. 
So they're in there. Let's see who else. What's what else is notable here? Rockford. We ranked them all the way up to six. They are number eleven in here. Uh, some teams that in uh, Lake Orion is thirteen. Some teams we really haven't mentioned that are up here. Or I shouldn't say we haven't mentioned, but teams we don't rank that are in the top of the computer rankings or near the top would be Dakota at number twelve. Uh, Macomb, Dakota. That is uh, Sterling Heights Stevenson, who we have mentioned, but they're not ranked. Uh, they're at fifteen in these rankings. Um, Clarkston, uh, they're at 19. They had a big win last week. We mentioned that earlier. Earlier, uh, remind me who beat Clark, who Clarkston beat. So they took two or three from West two or three from West Bloomfield. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so they're up there. Flushing is all the way up at 21. Airports there at 22. CC still getting some credit at 23. Hudsonville's at 26. Uh, you know, uh, Allen Parks there at 30. So they're close. Monroe at 32. So we might be a little bit right on moving them the way we did. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where things are at there in the computer rankings. Like it makes me just think that like the way we do the super 25 is way more based in, um, data than it is anything else because like these, these things end up looking pretty similar. They're not the same, but right. You know, here on 50. So like there's, there's certain areas where we're going to differ, but like, you know, the system isn't going to be perfect, obviously. Right. There's, there's, it's, they're know. not supposed to look the same. That's right. why we. Exactly. That's why we have both. But like you know, it does make me feel like we look a little bit deeper, um, just as the two of us doing it, and like just using a deeper knowledge base than anything else. But uh, yeah, man, I mean that's cool stuff. It really is. I, I notice these. They've been putting out. Your record. You're obviously should be following them on social media. A goose poop. I think there might be an underscore or two, but I can't imagine there's many people named Goose Boop. So just an underscore up. or two is hilarious. Um, but yeah, it might know. be funnier. An underscore or two might be funnier than Goose Poop. It might be. Um, but actually, that's the title of my memoir, An Underscore or Two, because my Twitter handle has two of them. You've stumbled uh, upon it. An underscore or two, a lifetime of a tweeting about baseball. A lifetime players. of Brian Sikowski. And yeah. <laughs> Brian's, a lifetime of Brian Sikowski watching 12 of you. Oh, God. No, there's none of that. Um, the only 12 USC is when people think they should DM it to me. I don't, there's nothing that gets deleted more from my DMs quicker and with more prejudice than a, a dad sending me highlights of his nine-year-old. Um, because for some reason, his nine-year-old has highlights. Uh, but anyways, um, nothing quicker, bro. I mean, spam stays in there longer. Uh, but... <laughs> The point being, I, it's you're you should be following them on Twitter, on Instagram. They goose poop is they in this context. Uh, I saw some really interesting stuff. They they've tweeted out different stuff of like most shutouts by division and, and so on and so. Yeah, it's forth. really cool. Like, it's just different stuff that you don't necessarily see anywhere else broken down in that format. And so I'm fascinated by it. I, I think a lot of people are and should be. So recommended that you follow them. Um, shouts out to the prep, of course, uh, the prep sports, Chad Bush. They continue to roll along with just the best possible quality high school baseball broadcasts anywhere, as well as other sports. But we're in baseball season now, so that's all that matters. Um, shouts out to them. And uh, Brandon, I mean, shouts out to Great Lakes Back Company too, huh? Yeah, so Great Lakes Bat Company is uh, sponsoring the Super 25 from here on out. So, uh, you know, we are making sure that they're on all of our social media and we'll also be mentioning them on the show quite a bit. Uh, It was a little bit 
So we decided this in the middle of the season. They'll be our sponsor yep. for the rest of the year. They've also signed on to be our sponsor going into the 2024 season, which, spoiler alert, there will be a season four of Cold Weather Bats. And if you didn't expect it already, there will no, there will be no swan song. We will continue. Uh, and Cole, or I'm sorry, and Great Lakes Bat Company will be back next year uh, to sponsor the Super 25 and going forward. So um, I guess we should probably admit defeat on not mentioning that with the Super yep, 25 part of the show. That's no, I, I, I would say, you know, that's an equal. I had it written in the down. Yeah. So apologies. For those at home, Brian is, Brian is like our, Brian is, Brian is like the, he puts together the Super 25. He does all the heavy lifting with the social media and the interviews and uh, the content. And then I kind of just make sure. Brandon uh, handles the business side. Yeah. Business and, and right place. Right job with it. Yeah. Hey, thanks coach. I appreciate that. Brandon so, handles the business side and technical things. So Correct. We, we work well together. Correct. Shout out AI for all of our <laughs> lovely podcast editing going on lately. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where everything's at uh, with, with Great Lakes Bat Company. We're really excited to work with them again. So shout out to Aaron Chamberlain and everybody over there. Um, you know, we were with them for season one uh, last year, a little bit of a hiatus uh, just because we had some things moving around, but really happy to bring them back on for season three, season four, and hopefully for the foreseeable future. Um, we've also got Hackett Health, Home Healthcare joining us. You've heard them at the middle of the show. Uh, they've got a new ad read for us. Shout out to John Hackett over at Gross Point South. He's an assistant coach, a huge fan of Michigan high school baseball, always been a fan of cold weather bats. Uh, positively one of the best people I've ever worked with in this sport, and it's it's not even close. He is just an amazing human being, and partnering with him is just kind of like an accessory to being somebody who can – kind of talk to him hopefully for a long time he's just he's just an awesome dude um and then of course you know prospect center uh, remains our, our main sponsor of the show this year at the beginning of the show uh, as you guys hear every week so make sure if you're uh looking to get some work in with all these rainy cold days uh make sure you call mike rice and nick capferi see if you can get some time in there if you're looking to play some travel ball uh next summer and beyond you call them as well i think that's it for yeah advertising housekeeping but that's that's where we're at with everybody Thanks for listening, folks. We won't take up take up any more of your time this week. Big Mary's and Northville matchup tonight. We're all going to be watching it, all going to be glued to Game Changer or whatever it's on. Uh, looking forward to that. Looking forward to another great week of Michigan high school baseball. For Brandon, I'm Brian. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao. Woo!